Welcome to Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast, where we hear real stories from real people and we tackle all sorts of fun topics in the areas of business, marketing, entrepreneurship, mindset, the arts, and well, life itself. It's amazing what you'll pick up. Thanks for joining us. Welcome everyone, episode 218 of Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast. I'm very excited. It's the last one for the year and I have a sensational guest. Adam School is here. How are you doing, Adam? I'm great, Darren. How are you going? Very, very well, sir. It's been a long time coming. We've been organizing this for a long time, so I'm glad you're here. (laughs) I'm really pleased to be here. Oh, man, it's going to be great. Really looking forward to getting into it. And Adam is an interior designer. And we're going to be talking about the Adam Skugel story, A Life in Interior Design. Partial. (laughs) Partial, exactly. So the Adam Skugel story is one that is a little out of the box. After 18 years of people leadership in his corporate life, he ventured out in 2018 to running his solo design business full-time. This lasted for three and a half years before he returned to where he started, corporate with a buzzing design side hustle. After working with a broad range of clients, some great and some a nightmare, Adam became tired of having to accept jobs that he could make ends meet, as opposed to fulfilling his creative juices. He wanted stability, steadier finances, and the ability to only take on design work that fulfilled both his vision and his client's vision. Adam now enjoys what he calls a lifestyle business, balancing projects he only wants to take on whilst happily holding down a full-time gig at his corporate firm of choice. Adam's new podcast, Say You Want to Be an Interior Designer, was created to help aspiring interior design or decorating solopreneurs with the support they need to kickstart their business Adam specializes in supporting the designer who is running an interior design business while working nine to five and the navigation that takes to complete projects while doing so. So welcome, mate. What a story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably not the sexiest thing, I guess, for people. They'd be thinking, <laughs> why would you want to work nine to five and try and do design jobs? Like, yeah, it where's like a lot the of beauty in that? But um, you know what? I think you touched on it, Darren, is, you know, 2018, I, I did leave after 18 years um, in corporate and, and also about eight or nine years of doing the juggling act. Yeah. So I learned how to do that really well. But, you know, as you know, 2018, then 19 was pretty good. Yeah. And then 20, 21, that work wasn't good. <laughs> but um, what I learned from all that and what we all kind of endured, but um, look, in this particular business, not it's not just me, it's lots of, uh, and it's more the solopreneur, I think. We're decorators, designers, whatever you want to call us. But, um, you know, when, we're, when you're running your own luxury, it's a luxury, you know, when you're running your own luxury business, um, and I don't mean luxuries as if I'm putting chandeliers in everybody's houses. <laughs> I just mean, if you've got, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if you've got a hundred grand to blow on furniture and paint and window, that's luxury, right? I mean, that's a luxury. Okay. That's what I mean by luxury. But luxury, it's not necessity. It's not essential. Yeah. So other things are essential, but not luxury services. So what I learned through that whole period COVID, et cetera, et cetera, was that, you know, this is, this is open recession. 
pending, looming, whatever. This is open to lots of up and down times. And I just didn't want the up and down financial heave hose. I didn't want it. And I thought, hang on, I enjoyed doing this as a side hustle. I I had supplemental income, which was great. And you know what? On the 15th of the month, I also got that direct deposit that paid the mortgage. What was (laughs) happening after I left my job, of course, you know, it's not hard to work out. Darren, is that uh, all that turned upside down. So, um, of course, it was COVID. If we didn't have COVID, it may may have been easier. But even now, you know, at this time of year, and I'm not trying to be a negative uh, Nancy about any of this, I know lots of decorators and designers that are just, they've got, it's dry or it has been. And um, there's ebb and flow, as we know, as you know too, Darren, running your own show. And, you know, there's lots of balls that go up in the air. But I decided to just do it in a way that I could still have a creative release because it's all about just being able to show yourself your creative soul to the world but i didn't need that to sort of also be the conduit to me being financially stable love it so that's the whole reason behind it and i know it's not a sexy thing to think about but um i would rather kind of be knowing that i can pay the mortgage consistently and still have my creative juices sort of met or needs met yep by just being able to balance the two. And that was my, the decision I made just recently. And I love that, you know, because a lot of the time when you're a creative person and you have a particular passion and you turn it into a full-time job, you can start to lose the passion for it as well. It becomes, a you know, just a day-to-day grind. Whereas if you do it the way you're doing it, you can still really love every project because you could pick and choose your projects. You can pick and choose who you want to work with. And it's just like a creative outlet and you're getting a little bit of side money as well. So I think it's, a, there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's a fantastic thing to do. That's, I mean, that's, that's really it, Darren. So, I mean, I've got um, friends of mine that do this full time um, and we're all in different situations in our lives. You know, sometimes it's, um, I think it's easier if you have a significant other that can <laughs> support you when it's a little bit dry, but look, just, just the, just the idea that some people have, designers I know that they have to kind of tweak their process because someone doesn't like their contract so I want you to change it or I don't like that style I want you to you know be to be a little bit more sort of conservative in the way that you approach things because that's too bold or yeah. I think that that whole creative side of what we started out as you know we want to express ourselves I yeah. love a fair bit of color and getting into that in in the design the whole sort of reason behind me doing it was to really go and try and be the best I could be in terms of being different and 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 not just doing subtle sort of beiges and giving people yeah. you know the norm so, but what I find is when you're desperate for the next job you kind of oh, I really need the money so maybe I should change my contract and pull that part out or maybe I shouldn't ask for 100% payment up front because they don't want to pay me that yeah. and if they don't pay me uh 50% then 50% is better than nothing but I hope they pay me the second you know all that stuff so I wanted to get out of that. And the one thing I want to say to people that are considering getting into design and even considering how they're going to do that, especially more mature people, Darren, like I I didn't start this till the late 30s. You know, I turned 50 in Feb. So if you want to start late and you've got financial commitments, then it doesn't have to be the be all and end all. You can actually run projects while you're working and um, maybe consider diversifying your income in terms of other things you can do, i.e. Absolutely start a podcast and start to get people in and Absolutely. I don't know, offer other things besides the design because it can be 
really up and down. So I agree. And yeah. what is it about interior design that you love so much? Obviously, you've you've gone on this journey where you've been in, you've been out, you've been in, you've been out, but you're still so passionate about it and you still want to continue in that field. So what is it that you love about it? You know what it is? It's just that um, when people come to you and now I don't, you know, I'm not fishing around for any Tom, Dick and Harry or I'm not trying to connect and market to everybody so I can get a little job in yep. or get a job in to pay my bills. So when people come to me now, they're normally it's because I've been going for a few years. Yep. They know somebody and they've got the trust, which is really important. And they come in and they say, Adam, we know you did Joe Blow's place. We love that you did this and that. And we really would love for you to work on our house. That's a huge, right. <laughs> huge ego boost. Yes. It's a pat on the back. It's saying, you know, what you've actually stepped out of in your late 30s and uh, from nothing. I mean, I didn't didn't have parents that were decorators or designers or knew anyone, didn't know anyone in the industry. I mean, by going and taking the study later in life and then working away at it for years, you know, I had a partnership that didn't work out. Um, trying to balance all the balls in the air, you know, when you're working and you're yeah. um, and and you're actually designing, you know, it's just the, the just the the pride in saying I've got people calling me because they really like what I do and and oh. that I own that, you know, that's my creative output. Definitely. So that's the reason why I still do it because um, yeah, the people coming to me, thank goodness, they're not saying, well, I've got three quotes. <laughs> from three different people and can you do it at this price oh god yeah that's not what happens yeah yeah they say i really love the way you design their room can and you do it house. can you just do it <laughs> no they, they come and there's a reference point so that's also the beauty of not relying on this for as a full-time yeah. income because i just you know if someone's going to be a pain in the neck and uh and i'm i'm being you know, serious here, you can get some some different personalities coming through. Sure. Uh, or, or if someone wants to control the process and all that awful yeah. stuff I mentioned before, then I don't want to work with them, you know. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you can, like people can micromanage to the hilt and it, they can create a nightmare for you. <laughs> yeah, I had all sorts of, you know, back in the day I used to, there was no process and so I built all that up and, you know, you've got all sorts of crazy people that want to do different things with you and, you know, I just found that when I wasn't relying on that to be my financial deal and end all, I ended up, it was a lot better. Love that, love that. Well, yeah. Adam, let's break it down a bit because I've always been fascinated by the field and I don't know much about it. So for all the people out there that don't know what an interior design actually does and or how they work, maybe just explain a bit about how it, how it works and what are the general, you know, areas within design because I'm pretty green to this stuff. Oh, yeah, sure. So, look, there's lots of different, um, there's an umbrella and lots of, you know, different ways you can go with it. I mean, I'm really a decorator, Darren. So what that means is I get involved in more the peripheral side of things. Well, I actually call myself a decorator who designs because it's uh, all of the pretty stuff, but it's also if somebody wants a kitchen or a bathroom done, or they want their study to be, they want a whole lot of CAD drawings or, or they want a study to have lots of these intricate drawers and, and ways that they can move the computers around and have a TV yeah. and bookshelves open, closed, all that stuff with beautiful hands. All that stuff is design. I actually outsource that to other designers that are designers right. and I kind of have an idea in my head and I'll get it I can sketch out see what I want but then I'll hand it over to other people to do the drawings okay. so a designer is it does stuff like kitchen bath a decorator does stuff like you know paint colors 
fabrics and, and window treatments and all that stuff. You've got residential, so you just do people's homes, or you've got commercial where you go out and do um, restaurants and, and office spaces. I'm not really into that side of things. I'm more a decorator, but decoration, design, two different things. To be a designer, you really should go and get a, a degree or at least an, an advanced diploma at a college like a TAFE college or a, you can go to a private college or even a university. A decorator, you can go and get a certificate from one of the colleges around and there's a number of those around. Or, or you can just do nothing. You just might have a flair for decorating you have a flair. and you don't have to do anything. Do you know, half the people that are on TV, that they've never studied in their lives and they've yeah. done so-and-so with their home, um, you know. So, look, you know, designers will say you need to go and get a degree and then you've got other people yeah. like we're talking about that have just had years of experience and they still gotcha. get by. Gotcha. <laughs> and have you ever done, like, hotels or is it more always smaller, like houses and residential properties? And, and Yeah, so mine's completely residential. Um but some people said to me, you know, you should consider doing some commercial like restaurants and things like that because I do some out there things in people's homes and sometimes, you know, it's it's probably not for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so um, some of that stuff might be, uh, you know, well-placed in a, a funky restaurant where yeah, you're kind of there for three hours, maybe not the rest of your life. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. And so when should people think about using a designer and when would you say, don't use me? You don't need me. I would say if you don't have a significant amount to spend on the designer, uh -huh. because it's not just uh, the furniture and the cost of the furniture you might bring in. Um, it's also the designer needs to make a living. So you've got their fees. So also too, yeah, if you don't have, you know, if you want to do three bedrooms in your house and you want to redecorate everything, new rugs, blah, 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 blah. You should be thinking, you know, it's about 20 grand a room, 20, 40, 60. Most people think, what, three rooms for 60 grand? 20 grand, grand a room. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you only have to go, you know, if you go to Freedom Furniture and you start adding up, there's a couch, there's a coffee table, there's a rug. Most people, you know, even with basic sort of pricing like that, yeah. they, they go, oh, gee, a room, it was about $12,000. And then, you know, you've got your fees for your designer. The designer's got to make a living, so, yeah. or decorator. And um, so I think don't don't reach out to a designer if you really don't have some significant cash to burn on it because it is a luxury, like I was saying, Darren. Yeah, it. Like it's not it's not for everybody because, you know, it's it's a specific skill. You know, there are skills involved, um, whether you've done it just uh, self-trained or you've, you've done it um, at a college. But I would say don't use a designer. Well, gee, I mean, you can go to a builder, you can go to a kitchen company. If you're getting your kitchen done, they'll do your kitchen for you. They probably won't charge you a fee or it's, it's, it's nominal. Um, if you're good with colour, basically, generally, um, you know, you, you probably can get by on your own and you'll know that yourself if you've got a flair. Um, but unless you've got a significant amount of extra cash to burn, you probably shouldn't be calling a designer thinking, uh, definitely don't call a designer when you think you'll get, it'll come out cheaper because they get lots of discounts <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. they can actually probably bring it all down. If you're yeah. thinking about price and getting things cheap and getting yeah. it down, yeah. don't yeah. ring a designer. That's what I'll tell yeah. you. Yeah. Luxury. I love that. So it's really, yeah. it is a luxury service. And if you, it's a luxury. And if yeah. you are the type of person that really enjoys spending time in your place and your place is your, you know, your showcase to the world and you, you know, then, and you have the money then perfect because i suppose you want to have a lovely environment you might work there every day as well so why not enjoy this space yeah and i happen to sound a little bit sort of flippant there but 
what I'm trying to say is, yeah, and it is an investment, you know, and, and we're not going and buying Fendi sofas for everybody. Yeah. We're just going and buying reasonable priced, good quality things. And, you know, we're always checking in with the client that it's what they want and it fits their their aesthetic and their need and how they work and live and function. And But, you know, it it is an expense. So I think uh, unless you're pretty gifted, um, you probably do need some help. But, again, the level of help you need depends on, how much how much you've got to spend but uh, if you can invest it's awesome it's an awesome experience and as well it obviously increases the value um that wouldn't change the value of your place unless you're renting something else with furniture or something so it wouldn't make any difference yeah well if if you've got a a shocking uh, layout in your home and you've got an old place and there's all these pokey little rooms a designer um we're talking about decorators and designers but a designer will recreate the floor plan for you open up those pokey little rooms give you a large master work out how you can connect a bathroom an ensuite so a lot of that's really important some pokey old kitchen if you renovate that uh with a designer who's got a good idea and you can maximize the floor plan i won't get into too much detail <laughs> you might start to fall asleep darren but um I love yeah. stuff. but this stuff is does get you a return on investment probably what's not a big return on investment is if you've got someone uh who's a little bit wacky like me sometimes and wants to paint different walls in different <laughs> i did a pink and in summer hill darren i did up the whole lounge room hot pink and emerald green to this wow. couple just ready to go love it i like i love in a west, a that's different in a west people that have you know they want to see a bit of spark <laughs> <laughs> it looks awesome by the way i'm making it sound dreadful but no it's great i love no. having a, i love the idea of having a feature wall you know either I've oh, seen yeah. feature walls with either really cool wallpaper or feature walls that are painted a totally different color yeah, yeah. This is a bit cool. more than a feature. This is, all right, this is like yeah, whole, yeah. This was the band. whole room, but <laughs> um, yeah. So look, there there are advantages. You can resell, but I I my whole thing is that I want to meet up with people yeah, and yeah. attract people that want to stay in the house because yeah, they want to enjoy who knows where. the place. Yeah, not just flipping it because I'm not the right person for them. Yeah, I'm yeah. there to kind of. You want to live out your fantasy at home and, you know, sometimes you want to relax and have, you know, smooth and tranquil areas, but then sometimes you want to have that cocktail party area like these people I mentioned in Summer Hill and really enjoy it and take it to the max. And And that's what I like. Have they invited you back to enjoy the place in a party? Well, you know, we did this as it was we're getting run crunch into um, that second wave of COVID, you know. So I've spoken to them on Instagram and text, but we haven't caught up again for a while. Fair enough. Hopefully they will. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I'd love to know the process. Like if you engage with you, does it, are you, do you have different packages whereby you might work together with someone to go with them and choose stuff? Or do you just do it all yourself? And, and do you, or do you give them a choice of which brands you might use and how does that all work? Well, you know what, um, what you start off doing and what, what any good decorator or designer should do is ask you heaps of questions, Darren, about, nice. you know, how do you want to live? Do you want to relax and do you want to chuck your, if your shoes get on the couch, is that an issue or do they need to be off or do you, do you need to yeah, be shoeless yeah. in there? That's you know, nice. can you handle bright colour and how do you feel when you look at these colours and um, what do you need in your study, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you need to do lots of questions and show people images. I have to do that because yeah. what one person thinks is coastal or, you know, Hampton style or retro yeah. is completely opposite to maybe 
what it actually technically is. So there's got to be lots of visuals, lots of questions. That's the first thing to do and do that really well. Then for me, I don't take them around to the shops. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. What I do, and it's better for them too, they have a much better time, is we do all that exploratory stuff and get to know each other and sort of know that we're on the same page. And then I'll go and put it together for them, but I'll give them options. So I will meet them once. I'll come back in to talk to trades and stuff like that. But the client basically is out of the picture. Not completely. We talk on email and on phone, but I will then come back a few weeks later and present the whole thing as a visual plan and with drawings and, you know, black and white. So you can see it. If you're a real left brain, you want to know obviously where things are, are placed in the, in the room and, basically they're not there i just find that taking people out they get confused and it just interrupts the process because they, they don't have your vision as well they, they don't they know get, what it's going to look too like too many shiny yeah that's right too many shiny objects down right. what about that what about that and then you, <laughs> everybody's confused and i yeah, think it's yeah. uh it's not a good thing so i do a turnkey process okay. I, I meet them have the consultation do the design and then we do it all the final part they disappear and they it's not an option if they can or they can't hang around they have to go and what i mean is they have to leave for a few days until we do final install amazing and then you're there managing and i'm there with people finishing up the painting um and the client has to go it's kind of not you know i want to hang around well you can't otherwise we can't this is the other thing about not having to just work with anybody and whatever they want to do if they don't want to follow my process which i know they're going to love yeah it's much imagine leaving your place darren it's whatever yeah. you take off for a week and you come back and or two weeks. And it's like that awesomeness that you just can't believe is your home. Yeah, it's like when they, people start crying on home, home improvement shows. Yeah. Well, kind of, it's the <laughs> same thing. And there's yeah. a lot of stress and a lot of, lot of, you know, you can break things and while yeah. the client's away, I get to fix that up or replace it and t- bring nice. it back in. But um, they don't hang around for all the drama. I get them out of there. We work it all out. There's lots of ways we do it, but um, that's the way I do it. And I specify, I have to say to whoever's calling me, I'm only going to do it that way. You're comfortable. If they're not, I can't work with them. Work with someone else. I love that. Very, very. And if I was desperate for anybody, maybe I would not do that, but that wouldn't be good for them. and wouldn't be good for me. Definitely. Because that's, I can see that that's part of your process and that's what you love. You love the final wow. And you're not going to get that if they're there next to you the whole time sniffing around you know and i've done both it's yeah. dreadful so it's better when they're out of the picture they love they love it much better um and they love the whole process much more it's better for the client yeah it is because you know they're spending good money and they want to have that nice surprise it's an experience yeah. it should be an it's awesome experience. experience i love that so true and yeah. do you have I mean, this might be a silly question but do you can you just work with any suppliers or do you have like your own relationships and every now and again you might add one or how do you, if you see one little piece somewhere, you just go and approach them or how does that all work? Well, we work generally, we've got trade suppliers. The reason that it's better for us to work with trade suppliers and not just go down to your local, you know, freedom yep. furniture yep. Yep. is because the quality of the furniture is generally better. Mm-hmm. And we have a high range of catalog stuff um, 
that we can just go to quickly. So whereas if you're smandering around and you don't have, say, a designer as a support, you might just be there for weekends yeah, yeah, yeah. knowing I didn't find exactly, but I don't even know where to go. Where do you even go for a side table that's got a rat and top and yeah. pink legs and, and da, da, da. how do I even, I want it, I don't even know how to get it. Yeah. But designers have this broad knowledge of all these different options that it actually doesn't take us long to find things. We also have a really broad relationship with people that do bespoke things like bespoke uh, wooden furniture um, or or updating beautiful pieces that the client has. You know, part of the joy is when you can work with a client, you actually are taking the stuff they have. Wow. You know, vintage pieces and getting them recovered and and wow. some old chest, you know, or old entertainment. Yeah, unit, or whatever, yeah. You're changing it from some cruddy old sort of uh, chipped look to a beautiful white look. It's, it's all sorts of things we do, but we can come up and, and solve all that stuff really quickly because we've been doing it for years. Yep. The, the the problem for most people is they think they can do it, but they don't really know where to go. They haven't got the time. And it sort of ends up being a dog's breakfast sometimes because they're not really, and in the end, people settle for whatever they, they get over it. And, they and also they don't, they don't know the questions to ask if they want to do that. They don't know the questions. You've yeah. done this so many times, you know what the pitfalls are. Yeah, yeah. So we do have trade suppliers and that's that's a faster way. And it actually, it's less design time that we need because we've got this fast catalogue or yeah, yeah. whole lot of suppliers there. And we know, we go, okay, you want this look? Then we go here. Gotcha. And it's done quite quickly. Most yeah. people think we're going to kind of just sometimes mooch around and take lots of hours to go and drive, but we're not doing that because we we're pretty we've got it locked down. We know where to go very quickly. That's yeah. that's the better that's the the joy of having someone that has that sort of catalogue of options. Nice. So then, what would you, what would your average decoration process? How long would it take? Well, it depends on the job, you know what I mean? Like just say you wanted to do you do a, a master bedroom, just one room and you want a new bed and uh, you want to do wallpaper and you want to do window treatments and da-da-da-da-da, um, you know, that might be a few weeks in the process, you know. Right. You've got to get, you've got to meet the client, then you've got to come up with ideas, which takes time. So that could be minimum, you know, probably a month for, for some basic design. Yep. Uh, and then they've got to say yes, you've got to have options because right. they don't always like everything you pick. So I try to have options right there at the, the yeah. follow-up meeting. So they're not, I'm not going back and looking again. Right. Um, it's also important not to give too many options because people get confused. We all get confused. If I give you six different fabrics for that vintage oh. chair that recovering, oh, yeah. you're going to go, oh God, how does that work with that? And then I'm not sure, I better oh. ask Jan or hubby or wife. And then they ask 15 oh, yeah. people. Anyway, so I come in with a couple of options, two or three max. And then it's about, okay, are you ready to place your order? you got to give me money. Yep. Uh, I, You know, it's 100% up front because yep. we're ordering all this stuff. And um, so you need to have that investment amount. And, of course, I've got fees attached because I'm going to be the person that runs after the orders and places them and installs them and deals with problems that you're hopefully never going to know about. So the whole process, you know, Darren, if even for a master bedroom, for example, you know, it's going to take probably six to eight weeks to wow. get that done if everything's in stock. And then, so how do you manage all this with your full-time job? So I've got a process. So I've been working, I've worked with several coaches since about, when did I start working with a coach? About 2016. So what I did is I created this process, which I, I now use, where I have, you know, I I come in to a project only at certain times right. and next to minimal time consultations I'll, most of the time I do them on a Saturday gotcha. it's a two-hour period most people are home 
Perfect. You know, if you've got a husband and wife, if there's kids involved, they're all home. Yep. There's that. I come back one more time and uh, I'll either outsource that to another designer of mine or I'll do it myself. What I mean is I come back in and I start to measure or we measure up and we, yep. I don't do all that the first time I meet the client. So we have maybe that consultation, what I call a trade day. After that, I've got everything I need. I might need another couple of days to source fabrics, et cetera. All of the drawing I, I, I outsource. What The other benefit of me doing this is it actually gives work to solopreneur designers that are doing this full time. I can't do any drawings, computer-aided stuff. So I will hand all that over to somebody else and pay them a fee to do that. Nice. So this is all baked into the fee structure that I've created. And then it's an ordering process after that, which can be weeks, weeks, six, eight, ten. Yeah. Then I only do an install. So I'm not sending bits and bobs or I'm not driving around with the client here and there and getting a coffee and all that. We don't have any of that. <laughs> we just do an install and it's, you know, might be a two week period. And then again, I've got someone who's works with me. She does some of the on-site stuff. If it's a longer process, meeting with trades and coming back to me. Um, so I'm sharing some of the, or I'm sort of uh, contracting out some of that, which means that I'm earning less money, but uh, there's other ways that a designer can earn money as well. There's trade pricing that you get as well. And there's also significant charging your fee structure, charging a decent amount for it and not undercutting yourself with your design fees is really important. Because yeah, your experience is worth something. Yeah. But the way I do it is I've got a, a turnkey approach. They follow my process. They don't handle any of it. If they follow my process, there's very minimal time that I'm actually at the project until the very end, really. And then... To be honest, Darren, I'd probably do two projects now a year and they're really probably significant houses, wow. apartments, two to three max, three's too many. And I will just have a week's leave and the other week that is needed, I'll, I'll, I'll um, contract that out to Jane, yep. uh, the designer that works with me and she takes her fee. It's extra work for her. Yep. So it's kind of sharing the love. Yep. And, and you couldn't do more than that because obviously it sounds like the process is much longer than I would think. Like the whole process from A to three Z. Three months, three months minimum. Yeah. yeah. So two two for me is all I do. And um, wow. and it's the, the key is that I'm not there every five yeah. minutes with the client going in there and everywhere and just yep. dragging out the process, which I think that happens a lot. There's, there's too much of sort yeah. of going on it's, and on and on. It's true. It's nice that you've got a really nice <laughs> tight, well, you have a tight timeline and people, people are comfortable with that. They love to know that it's going to start in February and be done at the end of June. Yep. June 30 is a cutoff. People need the um, deadline. <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. man. I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, a success story. You know, what's what's one of the last projects that you did that people just, you just blew them away? I'd love to, you to tell us a bit of a story. Well, you know, it was the one in Summer Hill, I think. Okay. I mean, I, I did one recently. I mean, I've done a couple this year. I did one recently and they loved that. Actually, the last one that the last part of a project in Gladesville I did recently, they had their garage. They called me in back after the after I did the house. Yeah. They had a garage and the son's 15 and he's sitting there with all these boxes everywhere and old <laughs> IKEA cabinet stuff falling everywhere and he yeah. had his weight set, oh, the yeah. weight was over here and the barbell there and everything. And then he had his computer and he was trying to game. I don't know anything about yeah. gaming, but he was yeah. trying to sit there with his earphones. Just total <laughs> disarray. Yeah, so what I did basically is I did a, a redesign of it uh, which is on my website. It's a Gladesville project, but um, I got an Ikea. It was on the budget too, budget. So I got Ikea kitchen. 
I painted the the garage into three sections. So it's like these, it was charcoal black, yep. then it went into white and then charcoal black. So it's kind of a bit crazy, but we just cleaned out all the clutter. We got some basic storage from, from Ikea. I put a kitchen in, no yeah. sink or anything, but all of sort of fixed it, that up for them because it was really a lot of cluttering. And then it was just really cool, um, it, really masculine. And I think just the way that that changed how the whole family viewed the space. I put a floor in the garage instead of concrete, uh, put in some some couches. It was a bit like a cool sort of... Like a loft kind of feel. Yeah, it was a bit sort of, you know, uh, bachelor sort of. <laughs> that was pretty good. And then the other one was that pink and green living room, which, and I did a huge picture. I like to paint as well. No. So I did a huge painting of these, uh, a tropical forest with pink parakeets. And uh, they didn't even know what the hell I was going to paint. <laughs> Um, I'm talking huge. They were coming in thinking, what the hell, the hell is this guy doing? Oh, is this guy crazy? Doing Are we going to be really upset? And I could see the <laughs> angst. They didn't know. But they came in and, and they loved it. And she, wow, uh, glass awesome. of champagne, it was cool. That's awesome. I love is that on your website as well? Yeah, that's on there. That's Summer Hill. Yeah. Summer Hill. Yeah. I'm going to check Bladesville and Summer Hill out. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Oh, well done. Tell me what you think. <laughs> um, so now, Adam, tell us about your podcast. Well, the podcast is so is called uh, "So You Want to Be an Interior Designer," and uh, just with the podcast, I'm talking to newbies, and I'm probably talking to people that are mid-career, yep. which is my story. It's really people with my story. So, you know, you've been doing the corporate thing, and maybe all the creative stuff that you thought would happen in your earlier part of your life didn't happen, and you're looking for your kind of outlet. And I loved interiors, so I did all that. But it's really about that journey, and it's also teaching people that you don't have to kind of you don't have to make it your be all and end all. I'm not saying do a nine to five job, but at least get some other income strings in there. Work part time. There's people sitting around that are designers and they haven't got a part time job and they're wondering they haven't got any work or, you know, a little bit of here, or a little bit of there. I'm just trying to say it's okay. If you want to have creative juices coming out there without having to throw the baby out with the bathwater and not be able to pay your, your mortgage, it's okay. I'm also, you know, teaching all the different things you need to look at, you know, you need a contract oh. and you need to be able to stand by it. And I, t I talk about charging. What I mean, what is an wow. hourly fee? Yep. Do you, go through, hourly fee? Do you go through the process? I go through mine, you know. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, which is 250 in 2024. But I go through, you know, what what is it when you come out of school? What do they charge? What is it when you're kind of a few years in? What is it, what does Greg Natali charge, who's yeah. like a, a, a rock star? Um, actually, I don't give his rate, but I put probably an approximate of <laughs> what he charges. Um, for people that are in the media that are on TV, designers, what do they charge? Wow. Um, so there's a whole, all that stuff that you don't kind of hear about, you wouldn't have a clue about that you have to troll around on the internet with. And the other thing I try and do is build people up and let them know that it's, that they should really follow their passion and do this. Don't listen to people if they say it's going to be hard or you know, just Love. just go and, and still do it. And it's okay if you're older, you're better to be older, have life experience behind you. It's good to, to get into design, you know, when you're later in life, That's 30s, great. 40s, 50s. So it's really a combination of um, motivation and inspiration and all the mindset around uh, the, the the craft and all, and then the practical stuff, how to do stuff, why do it this way, what, what are the processes, how to price, all that kind of thing. So you're kind of giving yeah. back to the industry and giving teaching. Things I've learned from coaches that were hopeless, yeah. not naming any names, that didn't help me to get clients. Things that do get clients that I've had to sort of create myself. I talk about 
um, working with builders and kitchen companies and stuff like that when you really need yeah. to make a dollar, which is what I started to figure out, you know, just before I went back to my job. And then I just got jack of it because yeah. I was sort of worn out and uh, I needed to earn some money. So that's when I went back to to a really great job that I was offered and then but decided to a year, people coming to me, if I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. I still have an awesome time. I video it. I get in. I talk about the project. Yeah, cool. But that's it for me. I'm happy with that. It's just about podcast is about my experience and telling people that you can do this any way that you want to do it, however it suits you. Yeah. But tap it, do it. If you want to do it, do it. And I can help you to work and it. It sounds out. like it's very educational as well. So people should listen hopefully, to it and they will learn a lot. Yeah, hopefully it's educational. I'm pretty sure. Okay. But the podcast, as you know, Darren, I've been following you for years. It's a great way to get your voice out there and then you know, I'm looking forward to having guests on this year in 2000, sorry, 2024, which you've been doing for ages yeah, for the whole time. So yeah, some, of your, some of your changing. success stories and your clients on there to talk about the process. That'd be fun too. Yeah, that's enough. I think we need to get together separately and talk yeah. about smart tech. Yeah. Like, you get their feeling of what did they feel like when you said you have to leave the house and leave it up to me. And then they came back and they were absolutely surprised. And that'd be a great experience. To capture. Shameless self-promotion, Darren. Yes, on the exactly. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, Adam. Well, man, it's been, it's been fascinating. I love, you know, it's a really interesting field because I know I did know very little about it. Now I know a little more. Um, but if people want to find out about you, find your podcast, find you, your, all your website and all your stuff, what's the best way to contact you? So just the website is adamsgoogle.com. Com. Yep. So um, hopefully you, yeah, Google is S-C-O-U-G-A-L-L, Scottish surname, adamsgoogle.com. I do have a quiz. If anybody's, uh, Darren, thinking of getting into the industry, right. doesn't matter whether you're 21 or you're 61, I've got a quiz that I created, which has like a, re it's a report that gets emailed to you once you oh, sign right. up and you fill in. There's just 15 questions. It takes about three minutes but if you're considering it or if you're flailing and you're kind of just, no, it's not happening for you, I've got a quiz on there, which is actually, uh, I'm getting a lot of great feedback from it from people that are taking it. That's but right. it's adamsgoogle.com forward slash podcast. Gotcha. That's where my episodes are. And then in the middle of the page, you've got to take the quiz. Or if you just want to go to adamsgoogle.com, I've got the portfolio there with all those uh, interesting projects that I mentioned. Yes, I'm going to check. They're all there if you want to have a little, little look. Indeed. And are you on... All the normal podcast channels like uh, Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So okay. uh, the show is actually uh, an audio okay. and it's also uh, like yours, Darren. So it's on YouTube as a show. And, you know, I think that's a good thing as well. I think it's a good thing um, for anybody as well to just be doing video as, as well as the audio Absolutely. if you're comfortable doing it. I agree 100%. Anybody yeah. looking to get into podcasting, I highly recommend doing audio and video. If you're coming, awesome. I, I definitely recommend that. Yeah. 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 Well done. So, uh, there you go. But well I'm done. so appreciative that you've um, given me the time to have a, have a chat uh, about uh, it. Man, I appreciate you coming in and sharing all this great wisdom and passion with the audience and you know, teaching people all about what you do. And maybe there's a couple of people out there that, you know, are thinking about getting into design and or, or decorating and that they can find your stuff and they can learn from you. If they ever want to have, have a chat with me too, Darren, just have a chat. You know, I can speak with you for half an hour if you're even unsure of what you're going to do or, or awesome. where, you're, where you're going. Um, just email me. There's a, a contact page at the website. Perfect. Well, Adam, I really appreciate it. 
last one before Christmas. And what a I great, appreciate it. What Thank a great you. one to end on. Awesome. Anything you'd like to leave us with? No, no, it's just to say thank you to you, Darren. I've been following you for, as you know, for G. You've been going for, I know you've got so many episodes under your belt, but what a, um, it's a very aspirational to me what you're doing. So hopefully I will get to 215 episodes. You will whatever it is at this time. That Absolutely. Just a matter of time. <laughs> well done, mate. But thank you so much. Everybody out there, I hope you enjoyed that. I want to wish everyone a fantastic Christmas New Year period. Enjoy yourselves, be safe, be healthy, be happy, and ready to kick back and resume in 2024 with vigor. So we'll have some great shows for you then as well. But uh, Adam, thanks again, my man. Have a great one. And we'll see you all very, very soon. You too, Darren. Thank you. Thanks again for joining me for another episode of Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast. If you would like to join me as a guest on the show, I would be delighted to collaborate. Feel free to buzz me on 0414 659 800 or email me on darren at suspendedanimation.com.au. I'm always on the lookout for great guests who can share their stories and expertise with my community. Also, if you have been thinking about putting your own podcast together and not sure where to begin, look no further. I run a really simple three-part podcasting course, one-on-one with me, where I walk you through the entire podcasting journey. You will end up with a fantastic new podcast to start sharing right away. Feel free to get in touch to discuss further. But for now, though, have a fantastic day, and I'll see you next time.